episode 35 of the Counties of England podcast. In this week's episode, we'll be covering the county home to Blenheim Palace, the county with the most prestigious university in England, and the county with the oldest museum in the world. This week, we'll be covering the county of Oxfordshire. Oxfordshire is a county located in the southeast of England. It is bordered by six counties Berkshire to the south, Wiltshire to the southwest, Gloucestershire to the west, Warwickshire to the north, Northamptonshire to the north, and Buckinghamshire to the east. It has a population of 687,524, which puts us the 14th smallest county when ranked against the others in terms of population. In terms of area, it is the 22nd largest county, and so in terms of population density, Oxfordshire houses 683 people per square mile, which puts it as the 16th smallest county in terms of population density. It is split into five districts, the City of Oxford, Cherwell, South Oxfordshire, Vale of Whitehorse and West Oxfordshire. The largest town is Oxford and the county town is also Oxford. The median salary in Oxfordshire is £34,020, which puts it above the national average of £31,500. The unemployment rate is 3.38%, which puts it below the national average of 4.8%. And the average house price, according to Zoopla estimates, is £444,809, which puts it well above the UK average of around £330,000. Oxfordshire is divided up into six different parliamentary constituencies. Four of them are represented by Conservative MPs, one is represented by a Labour MP, and one is represented by a Liberal Democrat MP. The most famous MP of this bunch would be Annalise Dodds, who is MP for Oxford East since June 2017 and is the current chair of the Labour Party and has held that position since May 2021. Oxford, very much like Cambridge, is very university-centric, and the University of Oxford is actually the second oldest university in the world, eight years younger than the University of Bologna. And the University of Oxford is actually widely regarded as the most prestigious university in England, along with the University of Cambridge, and I think I mentioned that in my Cambridge episode, I think that was episode four or something. Um, But basically, um, the University of Oxford actually helped to form the University of Cambridge, because Cambridge was formed by a bunch of scholars who broke away from Oxford, So, without Oxford, there would be no Cambridge, essentially. Blenheim Palace was built in the early 18th century as a gift from Queen Anne to the first Duke of Marlborough, John Churchill, the military commander who led troops to a huge victory over the French in the Battle of Blenheim, which took place on the 13th of August 1704 in the War of the Spanish Succession. The Duke was gifted the ruined royal manor of Woodstock, and £240,000 to build a grand new house in the, in honour of his achievements. Designed by Sir John Vanbrugh in the English Baroque style, Blenheim Palace was built between 1705 and 1722, with the chapel, the last part of the palace to be built, consecrated 11 years after the death of the first duke in 1733. During its construction, the palace became the subject of political infighting over the huge costs, as well as arguments between the Duchess and Vanbrugh 
over the style and design of the building. Interesting, it's the only non-royal, non-episcopal country house in the country to hold the title of palace, and that was designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1987. Over its near 300 years of history, Blenheim Palace has been a family home, mausoleum and national monument, but it's arguably most famous as the birthplace and home of Sir Winston Churchill, England's Prime Minister between 1940-45 to and 1951-55. to He even proposed to his wife Clementine Hosier in the grounds of the palace in the Temple of Diana Summerhouse on 11th of August 1908. The park and gardens were transformed by famed English landscape architect Capability Brown. From his appointment in 1764, he worked to enhance the landscape with newly planted trees and man-made undulations. But it's the palace's lake which he created by damming the River Glyme, which is arguably the standout man-made feature. During World War I, the palace was used as a convalescence hospital for wounded soldiers. Then during World War II, more than 400 pupils were evacuated there from Malvern College for one academic year. Blenheim Palace opened its doors to the general public in 1950 and has attracted millions of visitors since then. Today it's the home of the 12th Duke and Duchess of Marlborough. The Bodleian Library is the second largest library in Britain, only behind the British Library, and it is, of course, located in Oxford, otherwise I wouldn't be talking about it in this video. Um, it stores a lot of the University of Oxford's um, books, and it was also a filming destination for Harry Potter. It, it was essentially the like the Hogwarts Library, so um, if, you look at, if you watch the Harry Potter films, you, you see Hogwarts Library. That's actually the Bodleian Library in Oxford. And this clip will explain a bit more about like the sheer size and the amount of books at the library. I think the, there is no organisation uh, like the Bodleian. Um, it's a very special place. Um, it has... 50 plus libraries within the system and then you have all the college libraries so you can think of it as a library system for a small smaller country like maybe Denmark uh, packed into one town yeah? it's it's a it's a it's a huge system and it's a very um, rich system in terms of uh, resources available in physical and digital form. One of the most amazing things about the history of the Bodleian is that almost from its foundation in 1602 our buildings have failed to keep up with the growth of our collections. Uh, almost 10 years ago now when we had completely run out of any space we stored over two and a half million books in salt mines in Cheshire. We were able to build a new storage facility uh, 25 miles to the west of here just outside of Swindon uh, to the most uh, exacting standards and that uh, building has been available to us for two years now. We have um, just under eight million books stored in it and between two and three thousand books a day travel in each direction between the storage facility and the central Oxford libraries. 
the flag of Oxfordshire was registered with the Flag Institute on the 9th of October 2017. The basic colour is the dark blue long, which is associated with Oxford University, against two broad white wavy strips which symbolise the River Thames which flows through the county. And against this sits an ox head, the combination of which alludes to the origin of the county town of Oxford. And at the lower left and upper right corners, a golden oak tree and wheat sheaf or garb represent the country's woodland and agriculture. Fun facts about Oxfordshire include the fact that during the war, Oxford was spared from being bombed by Germany while other cities around the UK suffered. This was because had um, Hitler um, successfully conquered Britain as he had planned, um, he would have instated Oxford as the capital city instead of London. So the reason that, yeah, that's the reason Oxford was left intact. I was quite shocked when I heard this. Um, Oxford is also home to the Ashmolean Museum, which is the oldest museum in the world, as it was built in 1683 at a time when no museum existed. Um, it was recently refurbished to make it even more spacious because of the number of visitors it receives yearly. Um, Oxford has more published authors per square mile than anywhere else in the world. Famous authors tied to Oxford include J.R.R. Tolkien, author of The Lord of the Rings, Lewis Carroll, author of Alice in Wonderland, C.S. Lewis, author of The Chronicles of Narnia, and Mark Haddon, author of The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. And built in 1879, down in the basement of the Blackwell's bookshop, you'll find the largest bookshop in the entire world. There are three miles of shelving and 150,000 books. Yet next door is the Bodleian Library, which stores all of the university's books. This was made possible by the Western family, who donated 23 million British pounds to build and renovate the Bodleian Library. And it now stores 7 million books. Yet the University of Oxford has many more books than this, and these are stored in various places outside the city, as the clip which I, um, and as the clip which you heard in earlier in this episode explained. And that just about wraps it up for this week's episode. And as ever, I, I really hope you enjoyed it. And I say this every week, but I, I do mean it. Uh, next week's episode will be on Rutland, so stay tuned for that on the 4th of September. Have a good week until then, and I will talk to you again next Saturday.